You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. World-renowned poet, writer, professor, and activist Nikki Giovanni has been publishing since 1968. Over that nearly 40-year career, she has won three NAACP Image Awards, a Langston Hughes Medal for Poetry, the first Rosa L. Parks Woman of Courage Award, and the title Woman of the Year from three different magazines. Recordings of her work have won Best Spoken Word Album and have been nominated for a Grammy just to name a few of her honors. The sought-after speaker found herself addressing a tearful crowd at her home university, Virginia Tech, this past April when she took the final slot at the prayer service to remember 32 people who had died in the brutal shooting at the college. Giovanni taught the shooter, Seng Hu Cho, in one of her poetry classes. From her first book, Black Feeling, Black Talk, to her 2007 work, Acolytes, Giovanni has remained fiercely forthright in her examinations of race, politics, and poetry. Catherine Petricelli sat down with Ms. Giovanni before her recent appearance at Cal State U Monterey Bay's World Theater, where she would read to a full house. Well, Nikki Giovanni, welcome to California. Welcome to Cal State U Monterey Bay campus. Oh, thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here. I wanted to ask, the oral tradition can come in many forms. You can deliver poetry in many ways, reading it or from memory. Do you tend to commit any of your poems or certain of your poems to memory? No, no. Uh, My grandfather used to say that all the time. He said, there's no point to memorize anything. What you need to do is know where to get it. And um, he was talking about other things like dates. I was a history major. And uh, of course, Grandpapa was a a Latin major, you know. But uh, I think that the main thing is to know where to where to get things, not necessarily to remember. But the young people are spoken word artists because they're having a different um, set of time, a different way that they're approaching their art, and a different way that they're uh, delivering it. And of course, we would, uh, and I'm saying we, I mean my generation would never have the kind of crowds on their feet, you know, going woo woo, you know, while they're <laughs> while they're they're reading. And and I don't think that there's any way you could read uh, if you go to any, even of the slams, I don't think there's any way to read it, let alone just the uh, spoken word concerts, because basically it's music, and that's that's why it's um, in the music um, film, you know. Well, right now, uh, certainly doing this this week, so, you know, uh, 50 Cent and um, uh, Kanye West are going up against each other. That would never happen in poetry that, that one reads. That That's spoken word, and that's, uh, that's concert, that's really music. Uh, I, re- I read an interview uh, with you that you gave some years back in which she said that you didn't really feel that your writing had changed all that much from when you started with Black Feeling, Black Talk in 1968 to your more recent stuff, that you didn't necessarily trust big changes uh, when people said that, you know, they went through big changes and, and you know, who they, who they were in their writing. I'm wondering if that's still something that uh, sounds right for you, if that translates into a kind of fluidity for you in a reading in terms of possibly toggling back and forth with older writing and newer writing and that kind of flow. I guess I could actually read something from um, Black Feeling, Black Talk, and I I frequently do read something from Black Judgment, the second book. 
I think what I meant is not that I didn't change, but that the changes were incremental as they should be in any, um, any growth period. Life is evolutionary. So the one thing that has never changed is that I'm still very passionate about uh, my work and I'm passionate about my, the things that I do know. I'm um, on a, a mini book tour right now, and, uh, and it's kind of fun because I was in Florida yesterday, or I was in Florida recently, I should say. But we, we, know, we were talking about uh, what we know and why we know it. And for me, I think the important thing still is that I'm, that's what I was going to say, is that I'm interested in what I'm doing. Someone asked me a question about something going on because everybody thinks I'm opinionated, and I am. But I don't, uh, and this was my point, I don't have to know everything. And so I had no answer, and I said to the, there was a young man who asked me the question, I said, I don't know anything about it. And he said, I'll explain it. And I said, I'm sorry, but your explaining it doesn't tell me. You know, I, I, I form opinions not because somebody stands up in the audience and tells me, <laughs> I don't know if he was disappointed or what, but, you know, you do have to know something. But I still am passionate about what I do know, and there are some things that I don't know, and then there's some things that I, I don't have an interest in, that somebody else has to do that. I'm not trying to save the world. I'm just a poet, and I'm trying to bring uh, some interest and some passion to bear on what I'm, what I'm sharing. Well, I don't know if you would agree with this, but it would seem that in recent times, poetry has risen in invisibility. You mentioned earlier the spoken word poets. We have everything from you know Russell Simmons' Deaf Poetry Jam on HBO and subsequently on Broadway. Um, we've got Poets Against War and Sam Hamill's campaign. Uh, I'm thinking to when you first started publishing poetry in the 60s, and in, at that time, Certainly, we could argue uh, there was a, a bit of a peak. Uh, we've got the beats on. Langston Hughes is still ringing in people's ears. If we look at the two eras politically or socially, um, maybe similarities in terms of just at least the darker uh, vision, um, the wars going on, um, times maybe a, a little bit darker politically. Do you believe that um, that poets come out or that the public calls them out in some way when certain things, when social issues perhaps come to a head? Well, probably poets have been saying it all along. Somebody just probably listened for a change. And uh, I mean, Kanye West, who uh, some you know is a rapper, and uh, with the Katrina situation, Kanye West said George Bush hates black people, and that's something that any number of people have said. But all of a sudden, we had somebody who listened, and so Kanye makes the cover of Time magazine, and this is good. This is good that uh, a young voice. Of course, I think that he might have been surprised at the level of criticism that he got, and as, as well as the um, level of attention that just making what I'm sure I don't know that young man, but what probably sounded to him like a normal statement because who wouldn't who wouldn't know that but Kanye's aware of what he's doing so you know he did that I think that people have always listened everything goes up everything gets bigger I mean 40 years ago you could buy a car for a thousand dollars you know 40 years ago you could rent an apartment in Manhattan you know 40 years ago we had not uh, actually we were in Vietnam but well on the way out you know so th what hasn't changed pretty much has been war but um I think that, that everything is, has uh, gotten bigger. Uh, we have cable television, we have uh, uh, the dish, you know, direct TV or something like that. So now you end up with uh, just on the entertainment level, which really is amazing 
that despite it, on an entertainment level, we have something like 250 channels, you know, in, in small figures. And of the two things that you really can't seem to, to get your hand on is a poetry channel, <laughs> which is amazing to me. And you can't really get tennis. You know, tennis only, you can. And I mean, it doesn't make, golf has channels, you know, everybody else does. And it makes you kind of wonder what tennis and, and poetry must have in common. Well, um, Ms. Giovanni, I wonder if you would be uh, up for sharing one of your poems with us. Oh, sure. I, I, I uh, have a little yellow jacket. Well, now they, they live with me. And uh, I like them. I, 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 I'm so anti-Bush. And one of the reasons that, that uh, you know, one of the things you learn from Bush is that you cannot have such a low tolerance for things that annoy you. And he really has no tolerance for things that annoy him, whether it's a woman protesting her son's door, you know. And this this little yellow jacket was there while I was changing my bird baths. And, you know, you see a, a yellow jacket, and the first thing you want to say is that it will hurt me. And so you want to swat it away. And then you realize the yellow jacket has a right to live. So now I actually have a nest. <laughs> and uh, everybody says insects don't know you, but I think they do. Because I walk up and down. It, it's on my desk, my deck. And I walk up and down. I walk past them. Nobody attacks me. And I don't attack them. <laughs> so it, it really does work. So I thought this is a nice poem to share, the yellow jacket. We pause in our day before completion of evening chores. I to cook dinner and you. I'm not sure what you do. I empty the bird baths, always worrying a virus, a germ, or unpleasant bacteria may lurk to do fatal harm to those who only bring their voices in joy and thanksgiving for fresh water. And you buzz and, quite frankly, annoy me as I go about this duty, fulfilling a contract that was never signed and not at all enforceable, but nonetheless a cheerful duty to our feathered friends. Recognizing each tree gone, each bush removed for a deck or patio, has left a place less welcoming, I hope the birds accept this clean water as a suitable replacement. I swat at you, worried you will sting, causing my throat to swell or blocking my air or some other unknown danger humans attribute when we hear buzzes. You wait, buzz by, and wait again until the water is filled, where you can sit majestically on the edge and drink. We are not friends, the yellow jacket and I. You will not be tamed nor trained. Your sound will offer no comfort nor your numbers any sense of safety. Yet, in this evening, watching you drink, I am in awe of your self-possessed beauty. Thank you so much. Thank you for speaking with me, Nikki Giovanni. It was totally my pleasure, and I, I just like that because we have to raise our talents for things. Uh, you know, I don't kill spiders anymore either. I used to just automatically see a spider, go kill it, you know. I don't do that, and uh, I think we're going to have to raise our talents for a lot of things, so I, I love the poem for that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Well, thank you, and Nikki Giovanni's latest collection of poetry is called Acolytes. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.